0: Good morning. It's podcast and coffee with EMAC this morning. How yes. are you? It is October 11th and we are at a podcast. No, <laughs> we are at a shared universe podcast studio. <laughs> just podcast I'm just studio. staring at the sign Some behind place. me here like I can't get it right. I've only been doing it what for almost a year now and I can't get it right. We have Ming on the boards. We have my cohort, Kendra. O'Connor Hello. from Envoy Creative, and we have our guest, Richard Ricciardi from Monmouth University, Leon Hess School of Business, Corporate, what's his title? Corporate Relations Corp- Manager,
1: correct? Close enough.
0: Close Thank enough. You. He's just some big win. He's also on our board, <laughs> so welcome. Corporate right. Relations morning. Officer. 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 And we're happy to have you here. Thanks good for joining us. Good morning. He's got that good deep voice, yeah. as opposed to my stupid <laughs> i
1: right. said i wasn't getting any words in today so no,
0: you will no, oh no we fair. give you time no, later oh, trust okay, me okay. but first she has to start with the news of the day the news of the day what's the news of the well, day Well, just the it's news the news of the day so what's is, going on at Emacs? okay so uh well this is an exciting month we actually had an awesome breakfast on Wednesday. Mm. It was really, really awesome. We had, um, and again, I'm going to say Alicia's name wrong, I, which is so embarrassing. Can, can you say it? It's Yervis, Alicia Yervis. yes. Creative was her company, and yes. she is from Wall. And she was our guest speaker, speaking about um, your positive reputation online um, on social media, maintaining your image, maintaining your which is the yes. same thing you do for us, maintaining your branding and messaging throughout, which is what you do for us as well, and making sure that you know you've done such a good job making sure that we say the same that we're cohesive across all of our platforms. Yeah, and
2: I I, I was there, and I agreed with a lot of what she said, especially when she. You talked about responding to people. If someone makes a comment, a lot of people shy away from it, that you should respond and take care of it and, and keep watching your social media and make sure you're monitoring. But no, and you had that new thing where you had people stand on one
0: side of the room, the other, this crazy exercise. Oh yeah, I'll talk about that. Thank you. So, and I also wanted to say thank you to uh, Alexander Meter and Tamara Linus um, from Theo, who had been our guest on the podcast and everything they talked about was exactly what we wanted to talk about, which is the human touch in the store, um, how to bring people in when you're dealing with online shopping so much. Um, A lot of it was I spoke to to Tamara afterwards and I'm like, you didn't really get to talk that much about the store. And she goes, I know, but you have to have the broad reach through social media Mm -hmm. so people come into your store and then can experience what we're talking about when you're in the store. So it ended up, and she has so much experience in social media. Yeah. She does all of that for her store as well. So it was really exciting. But yeah, so you brought up the game we played. So, you know, you go to, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, we, you have to come to the next one. It was they're fun. really fun. So we do, you know, you go to these networking events and we promise networking at everything we do. So we start off our breakfast with an open networking while everybody's registering. You walk around, we do it kind of like, um, cocktail hour we have cocktail tables so people can walk in and just stand around get their coffee get their break orange juice whatever they drink in the morning we have soda and water too whatever you drink in the morning to get your juices flowing <laughs> and warm up say hi to the people you know meet some people you don't um but then you know sometimes we'll do a 30 second commercial around the table sometimes we'll play games at the table sometimes we'll do a big thing So because we were having a panel discussion and our panelists needed to kind of know what we were looking for, we played a game and we did the yes or no. So I asked a whole bunch of questions and the people had to walk across the room between yes and no if they agreed or disagreed with what they were doing. So, it was like, do you shop online? Yes. Do you shop online for groceries? Some people stayed in the yes. Some people walked over to no. So, it was like t- five or 10 minutes. It wasn't long yeah. of walking back and forth across the room. <laughs> but what it did was it let people know if they they didn't actually meet people that way, but they kind of saw who was like them. You know, mm-hmm. You would kind of recognize who was standing next to you. Did the same person stay with you the whole time or did they go back and forth? And so you could see commonalities among people in the room, and then it also gave the speakers an idea of who was kind of on their what they needed to address, and it gave the moderator an idea of what the room what how to read the room. So it was kind of different. I think if, I think what's
2: nice is that people re- they think of chamber meetings as kind of and these networking events as being kind of stodgy and stiff, and they are fun. And I always say to people, just come and check one out because they are. Fun. and and to your credit, you're making them a lot more fun. And I think a lot of the the membership is trying to make them more fun and, and bring in some different things.
0: We are, there is no standing on ceremony around me. I am just no. a total nutcase.
1: <laughs> yeah, tomahawk throng was good too.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, because we did. Ah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like you we just because yeah, he's on the board. Huh?
1: Lost a toe. But-
0: <laughs> you <laughs> did not lose it. It was very good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did go to Stumpy's for our board executive. No, for our board um retreat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we um we've we've kind of stepped out of the box on a lot of things and it's working for us yeah. which brings us to our next event. which is this coming Tuesday night. We are so excited. We are going to be at Wahoo's Tacos in Middletown. It is a basically a free event. If you are a member of the chamber and want to help support the chamber to come and speak to people who are interested in joining the chamber, um, you are invited to pay $15 to help us a little bit. (laughs) 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 But if you are a member of the chamber and you are bringing someone who's never been to a chamber event, it's free for you and your guest. Um, So Wahoos is hosting us, which is fabulous. They're going to be putting out snacks for us. They have a bar there, so it's a cash bar. Um, uh, Mayor Perry is going to be there from Middletown. This is really our big kickoff to welcome the Middletown businesses, but we're welcoming anyone who wants to find out about the chamber. We have... Most of our board members, we hope, are going to be there. We're mm-hmm. talking to them, encouraging them to attend. Um, we have our membership committee is there to answer questions. We have our business after hours committee who set up the event. Um, it is going to be fun. And Wahoos is so excited to be hosting us. So, um, I would encourage anybody who's coming to go to our website and register just so we have an idea that you're coming to help Mm -hmm. us move you quicker through the door, introduce you to the right people and get you in. Um, so the line's not that long out the door. That's so frustrating. So if you go to emac.org and go to events and go to the 15th, you can register. It's right here on the, if you're looking at it on Facebook, you can see that on the screen. Um, I think. Can you see it on the screen? Yeah, you can. Ming says. Ming says we can. Ming says. Ming says. (laughs) So we're gonna go with what Ming says.
2: Um, And you can find it on any of our social media channels: Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. And oh, we oh yeah, tell them, tell them. Now finally, have we have a consistent at emacnj for LinkedIn for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We had crazy thing with Facebook was like at Eastern area, make blah, blah, blah. so if you want to tag <laughs> yeah, us anywhere and please tag us often when you're at events, when you're at our events at EMACNJ, whether you're on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, it will tag us. And, uh, we love tagging back and we love answering back. So please do that.
0: Yeah. Anytime you're thinking of us, we, we like to hear from you. Yes. Um, and, and Monmouth university I, has already tagged us back on some things. You yay! guys are very, active. Yeah. it's great. Yeah. So, and we'll, and we'll tag back. We like Kendra's great at following and responding and she's awesome at it. Yay, Kendra. (laughs) Um, So anyway, uh, that's our really big thing. We're looking forward to meeting a lot of people and we encourage, like we said, please register and let us know you're coming. Mm -hmm. Um, If you do that, you have a really nicely printed name tag that everybody can read versus one we're going to scribble in black Sharpie marker when you get there, Um, (laughs) (laughs) if that's important to you. Um, So those are our big things this month. And then I would like to let you guys know we're doing something really unique in November as well. And that is going to be. Going out on an e blast soon, but we are going to be doing November December. Our business after hours and ENG committees are working to do together to do community give back. Um, so in November, we are going to be decorating a bedroom, a bathroom, and doing some outdoor decorating, landscaping type work for the front of the new rites of passage home that is opening for Covenant House in Asbury Park for five young women. Um, and then we are going to also be sprucing up the yard in front of the men's home that hosts, that houses five Covenant House men in the Rites of Passage program, That's great. um, for Covenant House. Um, basically the program has a home for people who have been homeless, youth 18 to 21, um, who have been homeless, who have come to the Rites of Passage to continue, get their GEDs, get jobs, um, go to college, have a safe place to live where they've been homeless. A lot of them um, age out of the foster care system and have nowhere to go. You can't get your GED. You can't get a job if you don't have a permanent address. So it's a terrible situation that you're in that just can't improve unless you have somewhere to live. So this provides them safe place to live in Asbury Park versus having to leave if you get into the Covenant House program. So that's That's what we'll be doing so we have a registry on amazon we'll be sending that out with the items that we need for the house for the outside and everything like that and then so we'll be working together as a group to do all that on november 6th and then we'll be having an after hours in asbury park after that we're just we have to confirm the location so we'll be letting everybody know so that's our program so it's we're trying to do a little bit of everything at the chamber and show some community give back covenant house is a member of ours um so they've joined the chamber so we're trying to give back to one of our nonprofits, and we'll be doing that Going forward, we're working on that a lot. CPC, um, another one of our members, the ENG group, has um, raised money to be a sponsorship in their volleyball tournament this weekend. Um, Unfortunately, they've lost some of their players. So if you're interested in playing volleyball um, with the ENG players tomorrow (laughs) at um, uh, Driftwood, um, please reach out to um, Matt Phillips, Courtney Alessi, or Brian Puzo, you can get their contact information off the member directory um, on our website or email me directory at right. And that's my big announcements, but there's so much going on. It is, is so exciting. We are so busy. We are growing like crazy. We've had four new members this month alone. I know. You said that at the meeting yesterday. It's only October 11th. It, October yeah. <laughs> we had We've had four new members since wow. October 11th. So, welcome, people, to our chamber. We are happy to have you and we are looking forward to so many more. It's great. it's great. I feel so serious. <sighs> well, now he we have to have some fun. Have some fun. Talk about mommy's
2: university. Let's talk about Richard. <laughs> yes, I <We> love Richard. <laughs> <laughs> and I that tie is perfect. Was that You know what he told it's a me great outside? Color on you. Thank I like you. that. Tell
0: her. Tell her what that tie is. What? It's the
2: money tie. Oh, I like
0: it. <laughs> I like its young, fresh, freshly minted green money yes, tie. it's very good. Yeah, I like, I like it. it. I like it. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you how I found how yes. I found Richard. Actually, Richard found me. Oh. He called me one day in the office and he said, "So, so I want to join the chamber." And I said, "Okay, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from?" He says, "Well, I'm from Mon- Monmouth University." And I said, "Really? Because you're already a member." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, "What?" I, I go, yeah, you're already a member. Monmouth University has been a member of the chamber for a long time. He goes, really? I go, yeah, let me tell you who to talk to. <laughs> so the thing about the, Monmouth, the Chamber of Commerce membership is it's not one person. It's your whole company. Yeah, that's true. So everyone that is, you know, if your company is a member, every employee in your company is a member. So whatever division you work for, whatever th- you come, you join the chamber and whatever department you handle – However you want to be active, you can be active, which is great. So, since then, obviously, that person, (laughs) we won't even mention his name. I'm just kidding. He's awesome. He's on the board for the Education Foundation. Mm -hmm. Paul Dement has been a wonderful member of the chamber for a long time, very active at Monmouth University. Um, But Richard has then joined our board of directors and has been extremely helpful and has saved my butt because he hooked me up with the work study program. As we know, I have had, I am on my third work study student. That's great. Um, So, it has helped me out. Considering how far we've grown and how much help I need in the office, being able to hire a federal work study student as a nonprofit, being able to pay only a portion. You know where we have not had that much income, but needing the help in the office to keep growing as fast as we've been growing. It has been amazing. And Richard hooked me up with that. So thank you for all of your service so far, your involvement. Jen Rivera. Jen was great. Jen's work study money ran out. So she's actually not with us anymore. She she got a different job making more money, which was really good for her. (laughs) Well, that's the whole point. We're giving people a leg up to get to where they want to be. But now I have a really interest. I had Michael Bellina first, and then I had Jen Rivera, and now I have Derek Rodriguez. And Derek is a very interesting person. Is Derek through Mammoth? Derek is also oh, through Mammoth. He's a, he's a not, very nice <laughs> young man. He's no. very, and brings a totally different, it's funny. I think I learn as much from these employees as they and maybe more than they learn from me, but it's awesome. And I know Derek's work, he and I, he actually told me you and I need to talk because we're trying to work on something else program wise for the university. So we're gonna work on that. And uh, so tell us a little bit about you, sir.
1: Well, just to circle back, I did a 30-year career with 3M in their pharmaceutical division. You know, went through the ranks of uh, management and did some uh, corporate lobbying towards the end and, uh, you know, did a normal retirement. Thought I would go over to Monmouth University and do some volunteer work, like mentoring with the MBA students. Uh, I had gotten my MBA, <clears throat> excuse me, I got my MBA over there. And did uh, I was going to do about 12 hours a month of mentoring, and then that I've gotten totally immersed in the thing. We're involved with the business council, the holiday ball. And at some point in time, I guess uh, the Dean of the school of business, Don Molitor, uh talked to me about, you know, possibly creating a part-time job as a corporate relations officer. And yeah, I think he liked the skill set of private industry. And before I knew it, I was um, employed at Monmouth.
2: That's great. I love those kind of stories. It's and it seems like you're hearing this more and more where people, they think they're going to retire, but then they end up, Getting a new career out of it. Well, you know, my friends that are very skeptical about
1: retirement, I said to them, you know, what you have to do is a 180 degree turn. Go into something that you have a passion for. For me, I thought it was going to be photography. I enrolled at Brookdale for some digital photography courses and, you know, I was getting very much into it. I was doing some kitchen photography like eggplant, eggs, you know, people love that stuff in their own brain. And, uh, you know, got a little bit sidetracked, you know, with uh, the university and this worked out great. But, you know, you need to break away from whatever you did for a living. You know, even if you're a greeter at the gym every morning, uh, we have people at the gym, you know, every morning they open up the gym at five o'clock, totally different than than what they were doing. Um, I'm actually uh, taking the course at Monmouth now in photography, the person teaching it, was um, a Wharton MBA, investment banker, did a 180, went to NYU, got an MFA in, um, you know, uh, fashion, uh, you know, art design, I guess it's called, and is now a professor of photography. Wow. So it, it, it really is incredible. It, it reinvigorates you to do things. I
0: think that's great. I wonder and- if that's the same thing as being a stay-at-home mom. Like you had a career, yeah. then you stayed home, and then all the skills you learned being a mom, you... Like for me, I went back into the workforce and I do something that is nothing like what I majored in, nothing like what I was doing before. Mm -hmm. Not that what I was, anyway, sidetrack,
2: but um, squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as a mother, you were
0: organizing, events. you were very active in your daughter's school. I was very, yeah. And both of them, I did everything. I was active in, in nonprofits, volunteering, because I didn't want to just stay home and do nothing, but it provided me with a whole separate skill set that now I'm in this career that I absolutely love, but- so I wonder if it's the same – I never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's the same sort of thing. Well, you know, people
1: think of it – you know, like my friends go, how come you're not, you know, at the villages playing golf? Like right, you?
2: right, <laughs> right. And I
1: don't want to make walk food for anybody. I mean, <laughs> nor do I want to hit any ball seven days a week, golf ball, tennis ball, any kind of ball. And – um If you're doing something that you really love,
0: which I do at the university, it's not work. No, it really is not work. That's kind of the way I feel. Like it's work, but it's not work because I love it. Exactly. You know, and Mommy University
2: is developing a really great reputation. I mean, I'm I'm a Jersey girl, born and bred. My mother went to Mommy University and got her master's in teaching there years and years ago. And I mean, for many years, Mommy University was considered it was okay, you know. But I would say in the last 20 years, it's really gaining huge reputation. It is. A, it's a different place. Yeah.
1: And um, the two things I have the most experience with is probably the School of Science and the School of Business, and which is I'm really affiliated with the School of Business, but the School of Business has really advanced on leaps and bounds. Uh, it's got its accreditation, which very few schools in the country have. Most people don't, don't even know that. Wow. And the School of Science, are, they're placing people into medical school, PhD programs, and doing a great job. And as, I, as are the other schools, but I'm uh-huh. more in tune with those two.
2: Yeah. And I noticed it's the Leon Hess, and that's the Hess family, right? Correct. Hess trucks. How long has it been the Leon Hess school business? Or do you I mean, I guess what they came in years ago and
1: years ago. Yeah. Um, I I really couldn't even yeah. I don't remember how long it was.
0: Well, I mean, to that's, speak to that, Derek Rodriguez mm-hmm. that works for me is actually a, a non-traditional student. He's older. He mm-hmm. did not go to college right away he grew up in Southern California his whole life. He has owned multiple businesses. He currently owns a very large business and continues to run it while going to school. Went to school in California, but decided he wanted to then continue and go to a business school. Had the opportunity to go to very good business schools in California near him chose Monmouth University and I said to him why did you choose to come across the country to Monmouth University and he said "Did you know who graduated from the Leon Hess School of Business and he listed off all the people who have like huge people wow. I you could probably say that some of the names like who were some of the people uh-huh. Do you, can you name I, I mean, can look online like Morgan it. Stanley people like <laughs> or Morgan Stanley I'm not sure but like Big names. Um, and he listed them to me a, a while ago. And he's like, why would I go to a school with, a, a you know, 140,000 people versus a smaller school where I will have more attention with these famous, very successful business people have graduated from this school. Right. That's he's great. He's like, that is why I chose to come across the country, go to school somewhere else. So all schools
1: and all corporations have cultures. Mm-hmm. And mom certainly has a distinct culture. And for a lot of these students, it's an absolute perfect match.
0: He is so happy there. He really enjoys his professors, his relationship with his professors, his small schools. Classes Yeah, that's what he said. There's a lot of attention and a lot of
1: activities. And one of the things they really, you know, a lot of the students see immediately, like in the school of business, some of the activities that we have that are really good for them. Uh, We start off, usually in our sophomore year, we set them up with a mentor. Mm-hmm. And which he is
0: very excited about his new right. mentor that he's got
1: so the program is run by uh, assistant dean janet merkel mm-hmm. and the program i don't know what the acronym stands for i can't remember but it's called SEMA. and in the beginning of the year there, i think this year we had the most ever we have at least 90 mentees with uh, an equal number of mentors and we tried to match the mentees up with somebody that is in a field that they think they want to go into so, you know, with accountant majors, this one thing. Uh, I haven't done my career in pharma. If there's somebody that's interested in pharmaceuticals, you know, I will usually pick them up as a mentee. We like to pick them up early, like in our sophomore year, so we can work with them for three years. And a part of that is getting them to address for success, you know, uh, appreciating the media applications like uh, uh, LinkedIn, Indeed, you know, and those type of things so they can start to navigate that. Uh, we give them business cards. So, when they go for career services, internship events, that type of thing. And so that starts very early. The two of my most, uh, my biggest responsibilities are to create Monmouth University as a resource to the community. And Jen, you did that right in the beginning. You know, if I'm not connected with Jen, she doesn't even know that we have this resource mm-hmm. where it really helped you a lot. Huge. And, and we want to do that And one of the reasons why I'm on the chamber. We want small businesses and medium-sized businesses in the area to look at Monmouth as a resource. I mean, it's there and we have, you know, we have social media. Uh, When I deal with um, Hackensack, Meridian or Barnabas Health, if they need a microbiology student, um, you know, that if they need physician's assistance, we try to help them, you know, appreciate what Monmouth has to to offer them to make their lives easier. Uh, The second function is to create summer internships for the business students. And internships more often than not lead to jobs. Yep. And the purpose of an internship, there's three, you go into something and it confirms that what you're going into your love, whether it's accounting or whatever, uh, you go into something and you realize you really don't want to do that, which is good to know in your sophomore and junior year, rather than waste two years post-college. Mm-hmm. Yep. And That's the third true. thing is this, never done that, yeah. <laughs> and, and I did that. We, and we tried, you know, to help them mm-hmm. not to, you know, not make mistakes, but, you know, get through the process earlier rather than later. Mm-hmm. Um, And the third thing is to get exposed to something you weren't even thinking about. There were a couple of uh, lacrosse players I put into pharmaceutical internships. They're both in pharma now. And they had no idea what pharmaceuticals was about. And in New Jersey, uh, New Jersey is called the Medicine Cabinet of the World because there's about 90 drug companies with their world headquarters. You know, Takeda, Merck, you know. Bristol, Bristol uh Meyer Squibb, you know J and J too, right? J and J. I mean you go on and on, it just goes up and down two eighty-seven and Route 80 and out to Princeton and that type of thing. And there's there's several hundred thousand jobs in farming, New Jersey. And we want to open that door for our students and say, you know, you know, they need more than just, you know, pre-med majors. You know, they need accountants, they need marketing, they need IT, they need social media. So, you know, we're we're creating that exposure for these students. And uh, it's
2: worked out great. I think people don't realize how much industry is out here. You know, I mean, everybody (laughs) thinks of New York. You know, but New Jersey has so much to offer. Tremendous. like you said.
0: tremendous,
2: and I think it's great. I I recently drove through your the campus. I feel like the the improvements. just the campus alone looks beautiful. I mean, it seems like there must be. And of course, I always think Annie was shot there. And yeah, yes. I mean, that's not just Annie like was Annie shot was shot there. Is <laughs> you just
0: can't. And if you've ever gone in that building, it's just you, it takes your breath away just walking into that oh. building. That is, so Wilson
1: Hall was Daddy Warbucks' house during the, the film of Annie. It was filmed in 1981. I was around then and the entire town every night would go over and watch them film Annie. Uh John Huston was the big uh director of uh, Annie at the time wow. and they all lived in town like in the Long Branch, Greater Long Branch area. And I remember the night they did, I think the circus looked, you know, they had like giraffes and elephants.
2: It was incredible to watch. That's amazing, that's amazing. So what do your friends think now that you're kind of back in business? So they're like, hey, what do you do? I think they hate me. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: They're probably jealous. Probably because you're so happy. They're
2: jealous. (laughs) I mean, I have not ever
0: since I've met you, I've never seen you without a smile on your face. Now, is that you just personally or is that you because you're happy all the way around?
1: I think I've always loved life. Okay. I, I just think every day is a great day. And, you know, to end up in a great place like this, doing exactly what I want to do right now is just to me, like, it's like a dream. And, you know, a, a lot of friends of mine, you know, some of them are retooling some are, and you're saying, like, you know, how do you, how do you do that? How do you end up, you know, going from pharma to a university setting where you're working with the community and that kind of stuff? And, you know, you just what you do, you put yourself out there for a lot of different things, and eventually, it's like a pinball machine. If the ball is rolling around, it's going to hit on something. Right. <laughs> but if you're sitting, if you're sitting on a couch, probably chances are excellent nothing's going to happen.
2: You know what he's what you were saying is exactly what we've been talking about at Emac and coming up with our new, trying to come up with their next big slogan, is all about connections, face to face, because everybody is so laptop focused and. People meeting that way, but what you're talking about is if you don't to show the value of getting out and meeting people. Yeah, exactly.
1: So we, with the students, we say we don't know where you're going to end up, but let's set the table. So we're going to set the table for success. You know, how do you do that? You get involved with activities. Um, you major in, you know, uh, something that you know you really want to go into or you think you want to go into, and eventually, you know, you success will find you. You will probably be in a career. That wasn't even in existence when you were a student at Monmouth. You know, when I started Pharma, there was no such thing as HMOs. I ended up extremely involved with HMOs, you know, later down, you know, the path in, in that career. Mm-hmm. So you just prepare yourself and you never know what's going to happen. And but the key is to be out there and, you know, be active with things and, you know, good things will happen. I
2: think That's great. It is cool. Now, did you say you ended up at Monmouth University because you were taking a class or that was Brookdale? It was Well, I started, I went over to
1: Monmouth to do my mentoring because I got got my MBA at Monmouth. So I had a very, very, you know, warm, (laughs) fuzzy relationship with Monmouth.
0: Can I just tell you, everybody I know that I meet locally that went to Monmouth feels that way about Monmouth? Like, and I know, you know, people, like, I loved my experience where I went to school, but I don't have that warm, fuzzy. Like, I don't have Mm. that desire to go back all the time. I don't. But... Everyone I know that I meet from around here, and I don't know if maybe it's because you still live around here and it's still close by, but everybody I know has that fuzzy feeling. It's kind of amazing. It's a, it's a great place.
1: And it's, its culture is incredible. And the students that get involved, uh, uh, you know, we have really active alums coming back now. And we'll do things like we'll, we'll invite some of these students to the holiday ball. Which is
0: What is your Holiday Ball? That's twice you've mentioned it. So tell me about your Holiday Ball.
1: Holiday yeah. Ball uh, was initially a fundraiser for scholarships. Mm-hmm. And um, in 2013 and 14, uh, I uh, was a kind of a, a co-host of, of the Holiday Ball. And it's probably the biggest social function at Monmouth or one of the biggest social functions at Monmouth for the purpose of raising scholarship money. Uh, there's other things like the business leaders dinner and there's a real estate Institute thing, but you know, there's several things that, that are there for that. And they take Wilson hall and they decorate it beyond belief. It's almost magical. I mean, not almost, but it is very magical. First time I went to it, I couldn't believe it. You walked in and there were the little lights twinking. There were like, at least at the time, 20 or 30 Christmas trees decorated. Uh, it's a black tie affair, uh, and they have a band and they have, you know, photo ops and, you know, everything is twinkling and sparkling. And they have, you know, carolers out. when you pull up, you know, in the car. And I, I tell my friends, I said, you know, if you're not into black tie events, this is one that you have to go to and you will love it. And it's just been a phenomenal function. So at this thing, we'll invite uh, students to come, you know, we'll, we'll pay for them and we'll sit them at Maybe two per different tables with adults. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the most fun things that adults say. They they love talking to the students.
0: Oh, because they're fascinating. They're fascinating.
1: And these students come back and then not too long thereafter, and they remember like these great experiences, you know, going to this ball, which, you know, when when we're a student, you don't have money, it's like a big deal. Yeah. You know, I remember in pharma, we were giving stethoscopes away to (laughs) the cardiology fellows. And, you know, was well, a cardiologist. No, he's really a student who's broke.
0: Great. Right. And <laughs> going to be for a long time he off that tag.
1: Give them, you know, this incredible, like, uh, you know, state-of-the-art stethoscope. It's amazing what they remember. Wow. And so the students, they, you know, and it's just a part of fostering that community feeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have very active uh, alumni groups now that are making sure that, you know, we, we, we get that feeling for the students or they get the feeling for the university. So they come back and become an active part. And they are incredible when they come back. I mean, you know, they're only out a few years and they're they're really killing it in their respective industries. And they want to come back and they want to get into a mentoring program. Uh, They want to go to support the Holiday ball for the scholarship. And even like, you know, write scholarships for students because some of them have been, a lot of them have been on scholarship.
2: That that shows a lot that the students are coming back because they want to help. They obviously got so much out of it. And again, you come back to that human touch. You bring these kids to this dinner and sit them with established people so that they're making contacts. And it's a constant, you know, again, I I feel like that's like our theme lately about getting that human contact, getting away from your computer, getting away
0: from your phone and actually meeting people. And learning how to, Yeah, you know, having that exposure to get away from To get back to looking someone in the eye, having a meaningful conversation, learning how to shake a hand, learning how to present yourself as a confident person. Is is important in not only business but in life. I mean, you have to know how to work and deal and associate and communicate with people within the world. It's true. So there's another
1: organization on campus called the Business Council within the School of Business, mm-hmm. and these are 35 professionals, uh, men and women, who are really pillars in the community and have done outstanding jobs in their field. Um, the criteria for getting in is pretty stringent and. Uh, we invite the students. To, we have four meetings a year. Uh, we have guest speakers. Jennifer will be coming to the upcoming meeting yeah. we're having in October, October 18th, where uh, Dr. Lee Lightley is going to be uh, the guest speaker the new president of Lombus University. And we'll invite students to that. And it's a part of a networking for them again, you know, where there's a half hour breakfast and they're, you know, they have to, you know, dress up you know, business-like, you know, to go to this thing. And they, they have to look people in the eye, shake hands. And what we say to them is the people that you're going to be meeting are going to be the people that down the road are going to be hiring you. Mm-hmm. So a lot of students do jump on these things. And, you know, it really fosters well for them as they go forward.
2: I think it also it shows the value of a Smaller school. I went to a smaller college and studied television broadcasting. I always remembered that I was in Pennsylvania, and the first year we got to actually use actually produce television. And I remember someone telling me that the kids at Temple wouldn't be able to touch a camera to like their junior year, but at a smaller school, and I think we came out more prepared, better prepared because we had been more hands-on, smaller classrooms, more of that, what what you're talking about, that when I got out of school, I had more experience than some of the kids at the bigger universities because I got more of that hands-on.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you, and you may or may not know the answer, but to look at Monmouth University, we've looked at it as a university. What is it as a business in Monmouth County? Like, how do you know how many people the university employs? Because it, it serves as such a great purpose to Monmouth County in both aspects. I mean, it is a big entity. The number surprised
1: me. I don't have it off the top of my head, but, you know, it goes up to close don't quote me. You know like, uh,
0: we're not going to quote you. No, Everybody, no, no, no. here's your casual, casual conversation. Casual conversation. <laughs> Do not quote Richard Ricciardi <laughs> on the number of people employed by Monmouth University, but it is around
1: eight, nine hundred, maybe more.
0: That's you know, yeah,
1: professors. Uh, the, you know the whole the whole ball of wax, and um, it's 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 a major part of uh, the area. You know Monmouth County in terms of employment. Again, you know, the things that they do on a routine basis, you know, in the communities.
0: Because you're a big, Monmouth University is a big supporter of the, of Monmouth County as well. I mean, there's Absolutely. there's sponsorships I know that you do for events around Monmouth County. Um, there's, you know. It's just, and again, you, you have the scholarships to provide people to be able to come to your school. Um, I a lot of my friends, actually, I do know a lot of people who work at the university that I always forget about that I know socially because I don't think about it work-related. But it's, I mean, it's a big, and I mean, if you think about the land usage alone, the taxes that you're put it, putting into Monmouth County. So it's, Monmouth University is an important part of where we live,
1: Yes. And, you know, the sports programs have really taken off, you know, and there's really an excitement when you go to the games, the basketball games, especially, you know, on a cold winter night. You go there on a Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday afternoon. They have, you know, I think they have, you know, the cheerleaders, they have a dance team, you know, they have the cheering band, you know, and it's just it's an exciting place. They have the Ocean Action Group over there, you know, protect you our oceans, clean oceans. They brought in, I think, Philippe Cousteau a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. He's a keynote speaker. Uh, there are events going on on a routine basis. You know, there's law enforcement things going on there. Um,
0: you have an active theater program as well. I mean, I know on. your theater is great. Yeah. But you have quite. A, you actually have two theaters, I think, that per, put on public and private and school. and.
1: They have the Pollock Theater, which is a beautiful venue, about 800 seats. Uh, the last thing I saw there was a one-man act, The Bronx Tale.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So, I I think that's another thing. I think mom of the universe is about thirty percent of our social life. Most people don't think of going there for social aspects, Mm -hmm. but there is so much going on there. Uh, They have opera, you know, streaming from the Met. Uh, they, have, they have the Fifth Dimension is going to be coming in pretty soon.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, the
1: One Man Act, Charles Palmitter, is the same exact thing he did on Broadway. If you want to see him in New York, it's $1,000. Or you can go five minutes down the road to the Pollock Theater. And there,
2: That's
0: amazing. There are
1: brochures or online. Showing I
0: think there. we have some in our office.
1: All the activities going until January and I guarantee you'll find several things that you'd want to go to
0: you know that's a great good
2: holiday thing to think about because I think my stepfather would love to see that and I don't think he'd want to pay that much money to see it in New York but I could get that for him there you could I and that way you don't have to pay list. that much money yeah, to see him that's take true. him to New York
1: and he's coming back I mean it was, so, great. it was he was in such demand it sold out immediately he's going to come back and he was incredible he went uh, after his show and he's, he's, he never took a break spoke for two and a half hours nonstop wow uh, this was his real life story, you know, when he was a little kid living in the Bronx. And the play starts off with Dion and the Belmont singing one of their songs. And Terry lived on Belmont Street. And so did Dion. And so did the Belmonts. Hence, you know, Deion and the Belmonts. Oh, wow. So, you know, you start off the play, the Broadway play with this song from Deion and the Belmonts. And the crowd is all in right from 30 seconds in. Mm-hmm. And then Palmeteri starts and he does nonstop for two and a half hours. Wow. And then he comes down on a stage and he talks about his life. And Man. he said, you know, I went to Broadway because I went to Hollywood. I can't remember how old he was when he went, but he was like in his late 20s, I think. He said, I had $200 in the bank and I had, you know, my... My screenplay for the Bronx tale. and somebody offered him a million dollars for it, but he couldn't be in the movie, and he turned him down pretty much like what you know, the Rocky, yeah, story. Stallone.
2: That's what made me oh, think Sam of, him, yeah, Samester
1: Stallone. And then somewhere along the line, uh, De Niro came along and he said, I'm gonna be the bus driver who is his father. If you've you seen it, and you know, you're told to be the eight year old, you know, so you'll be uh, sunny, and uh, and 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 the rest is history. The movie, wow. the movie was incredible. The Broadway plays a hit. And then prior to that, Netflix came in to do uh, the Bruce Springsteen thing. Uh, the one-man act that Springsteen does on Broadway. Mm-hmm. This was a Netflix, you know, it was just, you know, on the screen. But Springsteen was in
0: the audience for this. Oh, wow. So a lot of things are going on. I think I heard about that. Yeah, that he was yeah, there. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, I know, like, I remember when my daughters were in preschool, That a lot of, like, the preschool trips, they would go over and see some of the shows over there. I mean, like, it is, you, you sometimes don't stop to think what a university can offer the public it's not just about going to school there. It's such a community opportunity. Yeah. That's what's offered on a university campus. I see, too, that you, this weekend, you're having an open house
2: at the college.
1: Um, refresh my first memory of this one.
2: Um, October 13th. yeah. Oh, freshmen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh I'm sorry. I respect I thought the freshmen. Maybe this okay. Was something good to come. With. So people can, g- not anyone can come to the open house then, I guess. It'd be incoming freshmen only. Uh, people that are interested
1: in coming to Monmouth, I
2: think they have uh, 1,700 kids signed up for it
0: already. Okay. So it's not the- it's not accepted students' day. It's prospective freshmen. That's my understanding.
2: Yeah. Open house, 10 a.m. to 1.30 on Sunday. You have to register. You can't just show up. Yeah. Uh, but they probably get a tour of the school if someone's yeah. thinking about They're it. They're
1: going to get at a school. You're going to look at it. And um, from that, hopefully, you know, you get some really people that sign up for, this, for the university and eventually attend. Yeah. So it's a great way to see the university and the place looks absolutely magnificent right now. Oh, oh,
0: oh it is. Ooh, it's yeah. gorgeous. It's, it's a great it's place. Kudos
1: to, be. to Patty Swanick, who's in charge of that. We have mums galore. They've been planted huh. like crazy.
0: But they- it looks nice every season. I've never driven up on that school campus where it doesn't look beautiful. Maybe after a snowstorm when it's like that black muck on the sides of the roads, but there's nothing well, you can do of about the time that. It's <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing you can do about that. All of Mammoth yeah. County looks like that on those I mean, days. The
1: facilities does a great job. Yeah. The grounds are always impeccable. It's and
0: wonderful. you know what else I was going to say about the university is, you know, the um, like a lot of the local high schools use. The facility for their graduations there because it's yeah. big enough to allow more than the mom and dad to attend the graduation. Yes. you know, so like I know my daughters graduated from well, my one daughter, her high school graduation was there, and then my second daughter will graduate and her graduation will be there. And um, it's I mean, it's I think Red Bank Catholic was there, Maniswana, RFH RFH. Um, some like, of the middle the Middletown schools do too. I think they do like
1: one. They were doing like one a day
0: or two. Want somewhere in the afternoon and somewhere in the evening, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, so it's
1: and then homecoming is next week.
0: Oh, really I
2: saw that too. Yeah. We Wait. Tailgate please. party. Oh, I was looking at that on there. When it's not yeah. dry
0: campus, is it? Depends. Legal. If you're if you're of legal age, can you participate in beverages on the on a tailgate? Or we're not going to advertise right. that. No, no. Well, I can tell you that
2: homecoming
0: is one o'clock on Saturday the nineteenth.
2: Right. So that looks like a lot of fun. Right. Who are they playing? There. Oh, good question. Ah, oh, Gardner Webb versus Mammoth. Okay. Well, What's Gardner Webb? I've heard of that. Probably in football. It's football. It's yeah. football. Gardner Webb is football. <laughs> I uh, don't even know where it
0: is. I know. So it's am thing. Where's Gardner Webb? I can always find out where Gardner Webb. We can. We're go. totally going off. off yeah, track I know. We're here. going off script. So, so let me. So we'll go back to the chamber. So when you called me, and wanted to join the chamber. Why did you want to join the chamber? It.
1: Uh, it was. Dean Malver's thoughts that it'd be good to have even a stronger connection, you know, with the chamber and the businesses and the university, mm-hmm. you know, again, you know, mom wants to get involved with the community and, you know, it's, it's more getting out there and it's worked out incredibly, in, you know, the way, the way it's starting and still going. And we'll be bringing, uh, Julia and Zapsic, you know, to do podcasts, yeah, which we think is going to be exciting, pretty much like the one we're doing right now. Uh, creating internships for the students and Jen has taken on three students already and that's worked out great. And then just getting to know the businesses in the area and making, and by being on the board, uh, getting the word out to the businesses that, Hey, listen, you know, talk to me and look at mom. as a resource. You know, we just have a new member, a new board member, Kevin Israel.
0: Mm-hmm. Hack From sack. Hackensack,
1: yep. So, you know, I want to get closer to Kevin. Uh, having done my career with farm and business, we're looking for things that we can do mutually together. And we do have a really good working relationship with Hackensack Meridian now. We have a cohort program where uh, we do offsite MBA for Hackensack Meridian, uh, go to their offices, that type of thing.
2: Wow. So
1: it's really just a lot of synergy. And so every time I go to a chamber meeting, I'm looking for somebody that can really. You, you, uh, get some benefits out of and University.
2: See, another reason why the, the
0: chamber is a good idea. You yeah. get those connections. And you know what I love? What you just said is you're looking for somebody who can get benefits from you. You're not looking to sell. You're looking to help Thanks. someone else, which I really, you know, I know a lot of people will come to a chamber meeting or any kind of networking and say, what kind of business can I get? Mm. You know, what what's this going to give me? And that's and i always say when people come to join don't don't look at us that way because it's really not about that it's really about the connections you make who can refer you at some point but you're saying what can i do to help you and that's such a you know i mean i know that's your obviously your job yeah. <laughs> to have these kids find places and it, it, that that in, in turn helps you as well but it really is a benefit i mean i could not be where i am now without the three students I've had without you helping me. And I have to shout out to Ami Parks who runs that program. I mean, she's phenomenal and she is there to any questions I have. It runs so smoothly. Um, You know, they come out to check out. It's a really interesting program. And, um, you know, I don't know if people know that the universities and this this is true for like brookdale has the same program like federal work study they have to employ these ch- these students most of them are employed on campus but there are opportunities off campus and and the universities need to provide some of these but um when they have a student the employer has to go through a rigorous application to make sure that it's a decent safe place for the student to work mm-hmm. and then they come out and have an on site interview And then they come out and have an on-site after the student's been there. Um, You know, it's – and the student I know has to check in with them. They do a whole time card thing. There's a whole review afterwards when the student's time is up. Um, It's really – very well done and amy is always available for questions her staff is always available for questions and the students you know i have the opportunity to i can get the applications and i get to choose it's not like they just it's not like a temp service where they send you someone Mm -hmm. you do get to interview and find a match and it it's and you know and you get to ask the students why do you want to work here i mean why does a student want to work at a chamber of commerce It's it's an odd choice, (laughs) you know, Um, but it's and it's such a benefit for, you know, especially for nonprofits who can't hire, Mm -hmm. you know, who it's it's not necessarily in the budget. And it's such a a benefit to be able to do that with federal work study programs out there and the universities and the students. And it gives, you know, without completing going to a full internship, um, if you have the flexibility to hire somebody to work around their school schedule. You know, which has been great for me because I can be very flexible with someone who's in my office, which is great. Um, I noticed
2: Derek really gets it. He was saying, I think somebody was welcoming him because he was new, and and he said – he wanted to do this because he was really interested in meeting other people. And he had had his own businesses. He was interested in meeting other people in business and and learning about different types of businesses and what people are in and entrepreneurs and how they got there. And and I, I think when someone gets that about the chamber, they get it because you do. And I was one of the first people. I always tell the story that when I first came to EMAC, someone asked me if I wanted to go to a chamber meeting. I was like, really? <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know, and I, I really did. I thought it was going to be boring and it was, you know, I sit there and, and I walked in and there were so many different people, so many different ages. Uh, it was so diverse and, right. and, and everyone was so friendly and people want to meet each other. And it's, it's not all, you know, of course people are going to hand out their business cards. I mean, that's what we're there for, Right. but it wasn't like, it wasn't hard sells. And I want to make you, you know, buy this for me or do this for me. It was really about people meeting people. Mm-hmm. and and finding out
0: about each other. Yeah, we do. It was fun. I had somebody come up to me the other day. She goes, all right, I'm going to do this. I come here because I know I have to do this. I hate (laughs) doing this. And I said, okay. She goes, well, isn't that so-and-so? And I go, oh, you know him? He's new. I've not met him yet. He's never been to anything. I said, so go say hello to him and introduce him to one other person because he didn't, She didn't, she doesn't like to network, but she comes because she knows she needs to. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, good. And then I said, and then those people over there are our speakers and they're not from our chamber. She goes, well, then, okay, I'll go meet them. (laughs) And so, you know, she comes in and she goes, because I only know two people here and you're one of them. And I'm like, okay. But, and so, you know, they, we have a lot of people like that. They come because, but they don't like it. They don't want to walk into a room where they don't know anybody. So, you know, we try, to make everybody feel, and it's, I'm such a goofball. Like one of the ways. Ming <laughs> nodded <laughs> when Bing you said nodded that. nodded when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's supposed to be this professional environment and I can't help it. I hug almost everybody who walks through the door. Like if I've had a five, <laughs> five minute conversation with you on the phone and you walk in for the first time, I forget to shake your hand because I'm like forgetting it's professional. Yeah. And I'll hug you because, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're there. <laughs> um and I, some people don't like to be touched, so I. That's so bad, but like.
1: yeah. no. I mean, you make them fun, and that's what you want to do. People, I, you, you know,
0: you're you welcome. Anybody's welcome. I'm so happy to have someone there. Yeah, right.
1: And then one of the things we try to do at the university is, and my thing always been has always been, especially coming out of industry, it's about relationships. And I had somebody come up to me who knew me, and they said, "You know, it was one of the local planning boards." And they go, "Would you?" Broker a meeting between a real estate institute and my planning board, or you know him representing the planning board. We want to discuss something about the downtown area, and so that comes from like just getting to know people, doing relationships. Hack and Sack Meridian Barnabas Health—that's what we're constantly trying to do. Other corporations, establish the relationships, and from that, good things usually come. And most positive events, both people become winners. Like you're saying, you don't go in there and say, "Like I want you to come and do my thing." Mm-hmm. you know both people can benefit you know i'll benefit from you and vice versa right And, and the students you know, in this particular case are the biggest recipients
0: Yeah, for the most part. When I say a lot of people at the chamber and I keep bringing it back to the chamber because hey, that's my job. <laughs> um, anyway, so but some people say, you know, well, I don't want to join if there's a lot of finance people and I'm like, you know what? There are a lot of finance people but you can't help every single client and you can't have every single client so if you know other finance people that you, you've developed a relationship with that you trust, you say, right now I am swamped but I want you to get the help you need so I want you to call this person. Mm -hmm. because you've met this person you trust this person and if you can't because you don't want to disservice that person because you don't have the time you want to be able to refer them to that person so there's no reason not to come because there's five other people who do the same thing you do there's enough business and enough people and that's kind of what you know And then I'll say to somebody else, I'll say, oh my gosh, I really hope you join our chamber because you know what? We don't have anybody who does that in our chamber. We don't know who to refer someone to. So please come and meet our people. Please come and join us. So it works both ways. There's there's always room. Well,
1: I went up to Chris Ryan, who's insurance,
0: right? Chris Ryan is our the chairman chairman of our board. Yeah,
1: yeah. and I went up to Chris. I actually used Chris for some point in time, for a period of time, and I said, Chris, I need a person who does this. Who do you know? And he recommended someone, Mm -hmm. and it's totally out of Chris's area. But right, everybody knows somebody.
0: Everybody knows somebody, and the longer you, and you, you just you. You won't refer somebody you've heard of on a commercial unless you Mm -hmm. know them, because you you just people ask for referrals because they want a trusted referral. Exactly. And you're going to get a trusted referral if you've built spent the time getting to know someone and doing all that, and that's. So the chamber becomes a resource. The chamber is a resource. A lot. is a resource, Mm -hmm. and when
1: you start putting resources together great things
0: happen. Right. Yeah. I mean we have we have so many resources. We really do and we and and that's just and we do it cuz we really like it. I mean it's just yeah. I'm beaming. I'm sorry. No, I
2: was gonna say, <laughs> you know, people can people say, "Well, I can sit at my computer and read reviews if I want to find it. like like Yeah, so, you can. You can, but there's something about looking, knowing someone face to face to say, hey, you know, who's really good? I mean, even down to like, I need a plumber, you know, hey, I, like I said, there might be five bankers there, but that guy might know somebody who's like, call this guy. He's really good, you know, and it is true. It's right. it's a great resource outside of just the people there.
1: And yeah. the biggest challenge with the students is getting back to people contact.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: And, you know, getting less time on the iPhones.
0: And you, you I know, it's funny, my daughters are seven years apart. So, and if you think of 23 and 16 and you think about when the phones became popular, like my daughter, my oldest daughter was in fourth grade and she needed a phone. My little one was still in a car seat. And if I'd have to pick the older one up, I didn't want to unload the little one, go upstairs, get the, you know, so I got her the little Migo, you know, that just had four numbers in it. So you could text her or call her and say, come on down. I'm outside in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. Come down. You know, she grew up on a phone. She now is 23 and out in the workforce. And she even notices when her friends, because she learned, but she was worse than my 16-year-old. My (laughs) 16-year-old will put the phone away. My 16-year-old, it's almost like it's already passed. Like it's that one, almost that one section of generation. Because my 16-year-old will already notice when her friends are on the phone too much. And we'll already put it down at 16. Whereas my 23-year-old will be sitting at a party and she'll say to one of her friends, get off your phone. We are all here. Mm-hmm. Guys, put your phones down. Let's play a game. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can see that one section where everybody, and that's the age you're at right now in the, at Monmouth. Those those kids right now are all <laughs> still here.
1: So, I'm taking a course right now at Monmouth, another photography course. And I walked in there, and I have a flip phone. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's twelve dollars. I, I left it in the car. I should have brought it. You should have. Yeah. I mean, it would have been a good visual. Yeah. And, uh, I took it out, and they're looking at me. They go, "What is that?" They thought it was like, you know, like a media writer. Oh, so Where's that from? What do you do with that? <laughs> then, What really blows their minds? I have a calendar, but it's color coded, like a hard calendar.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mine's color coded on the computer, like but yours a, is color coded. At, a, at a
1: glance, you know where I, oh, mm-hmm. Okay. And I pull that and they go, what's that? I go, this is my iPhone calendar.
0: It's yeah. yeah. my iPhone calendar. Because I want
1: true. to see hard And
0: they, they're like fascinated by it. Absolutely fascinated. Oh, my God. It's Wouldn't true. that be so funny? You know how you can buy calendars that have like. The covers, the printed covers. If it was look, if it was shaped like rectangular in like a large phone, mm. yes. <laughs> and you pull out like a desk calendar that shaped like a phone. <laughs> I just made myself and laugh the, over oh, something there stupid. Was so,
1: there was something on uh, CNBC the other day. You know when we had the bicycles are very complicated, like forty. Feet
0: oh God! Yes, I had one of those. On. Yeah, yeah, and you they're had to switch the- on one and go up to yeah, ten. And all then- in
1: the garages now, right? <laughs> yeah. So now they came out with the beach cruiser. Yeah. No gears. No gears. No nothing. Breaks, no yeah. Just when you stop, you, you go into a wall and you stop. <laughs> right?
0: I think you have to pedal backwards. I think you still do the something, pedal back. Something but like that. But yeah. There's nothing on the You're right.
1: So, I heard on CNBC they're going to come out with uh, a flip phone. You know, maybe a little bit more bells and whistles than the uh, the, the original ones. ones. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's sick of trying to talk like this.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, and it, the, the iPhones have gotten very complicated. Some people just want to talk. Yeah. yeah. And so, like everything else, everything goes back to simplicity.
0: Mm-hmm. It does. It does. It's well, true. that's like the vinyl records came back. Yeah. I saw right? Most of my kids back. have vinyl record players. My husband's like, why did I give all my records away? I know. I'm done. Oh, oh, yeah. So he had such that, a collection. Oh, my gosh. I was
1: at a wedding a couple of weeks ago and I looked at the DJ and I said, what is he doing? He had vinyls. Mm. As I walked up, I said, what are you doing? He goes, old school. He goes, vinyls are the best. And he had.
0: The sound is better. I mean, the whole. thing. Like,
1: these 45 vinyls.
2: Wow.
0: You know, I'm curious, actually,
2: but I was going to ask you because um, we're getting toward the end, but advice for people who come to the chamber meetings you seem like someone who's knows how to network knows how to walk into a room knows how to meet people how about for those people who walking in a room like that is like uh, what do you do how do you walk in a room when you don't know anybody
1: it's a tough question because you know people that are shy and we're talking about you know people that are like you know, we have a couple of people that are very not shy. And they yeah. walk in and the room lights up. And I,
0: don't, and I don't know that that's even easy for those people. I think they have to try and work at it. Possibly.
2: Yeah. But
1: um, I think it helps to have a facilitator like Jen. You make the atmosphere comfortable. You know, when you walk in there, you, you have a night. It's very comfortable. And from there... You sit next to somebody you don't know, which that's easy when you walk into a chamber like I did and I knew nobody. (laughs) And you just start to know people. And, you know, when you find a commonality, like maybe you meet one of the mayors, you make friends with the person that wants to do the same town as you and you start to get to know them. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have team building events like when we did the the Tomahawk throne. And, you know, it it gets laughs and you get to know people. And you just kind of, you know, you let the game come to you, but you kind of You know, just put yourself in a position where, you know, people are receptive. And it it eventually works.
0: And I always say when you come in, don't sit with someone you know. Right. And people still sit with the people they know. And that's actually the worst thing because you're never going to know anyone else. Mm-hmm. So if that person that you know doesn't come to something, you're on your own again. Whereas if you'd been walk in with the person you know, but sit with someone you don't, my activities or the activities that we plan, you're going to get to know someone else and you're going to be able to walk into the room the next time and know three people. And yeah. then the next time you're going to know five people. And it's, it's, It's so hard. And you say that about me. I have to, and it's funny because I'm I'm an introvert. (laughs) I do appreciate my alone time on occasion, but (laughs) it's funny. In a board meeting, Peter Fister will always say, oh my God, he'll say to my my husband, Ray, why do you let her have two coffees? He goes, she doesn't, it doesn't matter with her. She's (laughs) like this all the time. Um, But, you know, it's still, I am an extrovert. I love people. I thrive on people. It feeds me. However, I still say to myself in the morning, I have to be on today. I, ha- You still have to. There are times where it's like, oh, my God, I have to walk into pe- a room full of people I don't know. I don't feel like networking today. But it's my job, and I have to. So I have to go. Sometimes I'm not comfortable going up to someone I don't know and saying yeah. hello. Yeah. Now, in this regard, I'm hosting yeah. so Yeah. it's
1: more natural for you
0: then. It is more natural for me than someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, But another thing is feel like you don't have to go into a networking, and we're going to run out of time, but you don't have to go into a networking situation and talk about your job. Yeah. You don't have to. Talk about your pet. You don't have any pet animals. Pet lovers we have in our chamber. You can <laughs> Elaine talk alone. Elaine alone. Go see Elaine. Elaine and <laughs> Elaine does not like to talk. So talk to Elaine about a dog, and you guys will talk for an hour. Um, so, but you're right. Find that commonality. You, you find. find you know, it's you-
1: funny when you fly a lot. I used to fly to a ton, of them, and you're sitting on a plane with somebody most of the time. You don't really want to talk, especially if it's six hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get to know too much. Yeah. But you know, on those short flights, when you do want to talk, everybody has something that is really important to them and something usually you don't know. Yeah. Even if it's a book that they read or something. Yeah. yeah. And so I look at that. And I said, I want to get one thing out of this person. You know, I need one gem that'll help me. And you find that. And
0: th- that makes it fun. That's do you know, a great clip. I learned at an early age too, you go in and so, you know, you don't know what to say. I re- and it has to be genuine. You can't just say it. But I really like that shirt you're wearing. Yeah. Do you know that's such an icebreaker and you're making someone feel good. Smart. What a yeah. nice thing to do. And with that... It's 10 o'clock yeah. and our hour is over. <laughs> yes. well, thank you. Oh. So thank this you. Thank we, you. Where
2: I recommend everyone go down to Monmouth university and walk the campus because it's, it's so beautiful. And Check it out.
0: And then go visit Richard
2: and check out homecoming.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. True. There you go. <laughs> All right. So thank you. Um, we will see you guys. Hopefully many of you on the 15th yes. at Wahoos. And okay. uh, um, one last announcement is on the 13th of November, we will be doing our breakfast at Monmouth racetrack and it will be in the form of a podcast we will actually be podcasting and recording so the last one they did that one was a huge hit they actually so presented we're actually going to be podcasting it is going to be oh, this. it's not even a, uh, it's not even a demo it's going to be an actual podcast our breakfast yeah. will be is ming going to be there ming will be there well that alone is a reason you should come you, you do because <laughs> you, you got to get to know ming so anyway now we're an hour we're a minute oh, late sorry. so we got to go all, all right, right we go. we'll <laughs> see you guys in a couple weeks thank oh, you thank, thank you, you.